everyone, and welcome to another episode of Blast Burn Radio. I am your host, Jolly by Nature, and with me today, as always, are our two fan-fucking-tastic co-hosts, Rohane and Messer Engine. Thank you for joining me this evening, fellas. How the hell are you? Hey! Uh, I, yellow! <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty good, sir. Uh, it's been an interesting week. It's the time of the year, the end of summer, when our company has their annual, like, end-of-summer party. I have a meeting tomorrow for Mythic Portal to do some playtesting for a game we're going to be showing off uh, at the end of the month. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting times here in the, the strangely warm stra- state of Maine. That's awesome, man. It's really exciting that you guys are, are putting out new product. Um, do you want to, or, or are you at liberty to provide any sort of, of sneak peek to any, any Mythic Portal uh, aficionados who might also be listening to the podcast? Um, the game we're going to be showing off uh, next weekend at uh, the Great Falls Comic uh, and Cosplay Expo is, um, it's intended for kids. It's a, it's a little... Uh, aimed at a younger audience than our first game that we developed. Uh, it's called Monster Mall, uh, and it plays a little bit like War with some variables to it, um, so that there's a little less, oh, I beat you, haha, put it in the pile, and even the low card, so to speak, uh, has a chance to win. It basically pits a bunch of mythological monsters against each other in an arena game for two to four players or so. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the first draft needed some additional iteration, uh, but the new version of it, uh, which has changed dramatically, uh, just came in the mail. Uh, the prototype came in the mail, so we'll be playing it tomorrow just to make sure we fine-tune out any issues before we show it to everybody next week. Well, that is rad as shit, and I will definitely be picking up a copy to play with my kids. Awesome, man. Um, well, so it's it's been a week since our last recording. Um, we're moving right along here. Uh, Rohan, how about you, man? How are you doing? Uh, have you done anything interesting in the past week? Um, really, training, training, some more training. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, family health stuff that cropped up earlier in the week, so I took some time off to deal with that. Um and most real interesting thing that I did this week is I uh, uh, went out with my wife, and incidentally, your wife as well, uh, and played some Pokemon Go Pokemon in Go! downtown Indianapolis. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, we took on a gym. Um, there's a funny <laughs> note there. Uh, I thought all this time that I was a part of Team Valor, that's not actually accurate. I apparently registered as Team Mystic. Oh my god! <laughs> the the split is perfect! <laughs> That's hilarious because so, even your avatar is wearing Valor gear. <laughs> I, I know. And it it was quite... It was a bit of a surprise because we, I had not played Pokemon Go in quite some time. Um, and even before we had started doing this podcast it had been uh, several months so i don't know how i managed to get that swapped up but i'm going to continue repping team valor regardless so yeah i think it's hilarious that for the entire time we've been doing this podcast you've been bashing mystic with the rest of us and it turns out you just were one Yeah, I I feel like it's that is perfectly funny. representative of both Rohane as a person and Team Mystic as a whole. 
<laughs> yep, that's that's pretty accurate. You, my friend, are a walking, talking meme, and I fucking love it. <laughs> oh, just just you wait. The memery gets real this this week on Blastburn Radio. I am looking forward to that shit. Okay, well, good. I'm glad that you guys had mostly positive weeks. Rohan, I'm sorry to hear that you've had some some health issues cropping up. I hope that's very transitory for you. I hope that gets much better very soon. Um, I had a, a pretty solid week. Um, I'm... Not to get too personal or be a downer, but I'm currently unemployed for anybody who wasn't aware. So the days kind of blur together as I'm just putting in applications and playing with toddlers and working on Blastburn Radio like literally all day, every day. Um, But no, it's been pretty good. Um, You know, it's me and Rohane both live in the Midwest. So this time of year in the Midwest, it's just like, oh, today it's summer. Tomorrow it's balls middle of winter. Like, fuck. Um, And we had one of those pretty wild fluctuations today. And and we went out and had a big family picnic with the kids. And so that was a whole lot of fun for everybody. But it was goddamn exhausting. And I made some from scratch buffalo chicken mac and cheese that was fucking mm. fire. Oh, my God. Mm, I'm going to be munching on that shit all fucking week. So, yeah, it's been a good week. You, you saved me some. <laughs> Zero promises. <laughs> Man. Come on. It's my birthday on Friday. You gotta oh, save me somehow. Oh, well, shit. God damn it. Okay, I, I guess I guess I'll be nice yes. to Rohane once for his birthday. Man, the baby in the group has a birthday? <laughs> Woo! How old are you gonna I, be now? Oh, 26. 26. I We're remember We're gonna have to 26. get him one of those little crowns from the Burger King. <laughs> so that he can wear Congratulations. it Congratulations, you, you survived a quarter of a century. Huzzah! Okay, guys, so once again this week, we actually do have Pokemon news to go over. There were quite a few pretty cool announcements, so we'll try to get through those as quickly as we can and get to to our content, but we do want to keep you guys informed as well. So here we go. Do, 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 do. Here is the Poke News. Poke All news. right. <laughs> Poke News. Beautiful. So, um, we are now less than a week away from the Virtual Console re-release of Pokemon Gold and Silver. That's something we've talked about in passing a couple of times, but it's now upon us. Um, So these classic titles become available for download on 3DS via the Nintendo eShop on 922, so this coming Friday. What? Uh, Happy birthday to me. Yeah, happy birthday, Rohan. You get to play (laughs) some solid old Pokemon games. Um, So yeah, if you love these games, or if you're like me and you just want to make sure that Nintendo knows that there's a market for putting these old games back out again because I really want them to continue. Be sure to pick these titles up. Um, yeah, I really hope that the sales numbers are good and that they continue to do this with Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald and and all the way through the series. My, my personal dream is that they're going to wind up having every single Pokemon game in existence available for download on the Virtual Console on the Switch and that the Switch can just become my one-stop shop for all fucking Pokemon titles. That would be amazing. Um, but yeah, hopefully the, the sales numbers support a move like that and they continue to do it no i agree i haven't played gold or silver in a long time so it's something that i'm gonna pick up maybe not next week it's probably like a next paycheck thing but um, i'm definitely gonna pick it up play through it and uh, see what i can figure out before we hit that that uh, generation or the original version of that generation after this series i'm pretty pretty stoked about that in the same way i don't think i'll be getting it uh this paycheck ironically my paycheck falls on my birthday um but also this paycheck is rent so 
Sigh. Responsibilities. Hashtag adulting. Um, no, I'm right there with you guys. Like, actually, I, I have all the plans laid now to where I should have a stream-capable 3DS uh, shortly. Definitely before Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon come out, which was the goal. I do want to be able to stream those games when they come out for you guys so that you can hang out with me on Twitch and get to experience those for the first time with me, I feel like that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but I definitely want to get those on the new 3DS, the new stream-capable console, as opposed to my current one. And I want to make sure that when I buy one of those copies, ideally it's going to be the one that I'm playing for Blastburn Radio. So I'm going to I'm gonna sit on it for a bit, but I'm definitely getting one, if not both of them. And actually, there was a new announcement in regards to the release of those games this week. Um, it was announced that with the Gold and Silver Virtual Console, re-release there will be a special event tie-in pokemon uh for pokemon sun and moon uh specifically if you buy either pokemon gold or pokemon silver for the virtual console you'll also receive a code that you can redeem in sun or moon or alternatively in ultra sun or ultra moon if you buy the games later or if you just want to wait uh for the mythic pokemon celebi uh, now, this particular Celebi is going to come at level 30, uh, has its ability Natural Cure, and the moveset of Heal Bell, Safeguard, Future Sight, and Ancient Power. Uh, now, Celebi, of course, was originally released in Pokemon Gold and Silver. It was the, 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 the mythic of that generation, the Mew allegory of Generation 2. And personally, I would have rather had them release that Celebi for the Virtual Console re-release of Gold and Silver. Like, I feel like it would have been really rad to have it in those games. Um, or even for both, like, make it to where if you own both copies you get one in each set of games. That would be rad. I'm still not going to complain at, at a free Celebi with my purchase that I'm going to be making anyway. Um, now, with that being said, this particular promotion is kind of a pain in the ass to redeem. Um, but thankfully, we've got your back, and I'm happy to walk you through the completely unintuitive process. Um, so first, you have to get your code, which is located on your digital receipt from your Nintendo eShop purchase, which, of course, is not something that just comes to your email or anything super easy to get. You've actually got to navigate through the menus on your 3DS to access it. Um, so to access it, you want to launch the eShop um, program on your 3DS, uh, select the menu button, which is in the top left corner, and then select the option settings slash other. Then select the option Account Activity, which will show you like all your purchases. And you want to locate your purchase of Pokemon Gold and or Silver and select View Receipts on that purchase. Um, and then the serial code is displayed in that receipt in the purchase details. So you'll want to write it down on a piece of paper, copy it down onto your PC, something. Which again, when you need a piece of scrap paper to redeem something in a video game, something has gone horribly, horribly awry. But this is where we are. <laughs> Throwback to old redeeming of codes, though. Yeah, right? Um, so from there, you just open your copy of Sun or Moon, or again, if you're waiting, Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon, and receive it in as a mystery gift. But just in case you're not familiar with that process, you want to select mystery gift in the menu of your game, select receive gift, and then select to get with code slash password. And that's where you're going to want to enter that code that you got from your receipts. And then at this point, it works just like any other mystery gift. You just load up your save file, go to any Pokemon center in the game, and there'll be a delivery NPC standing there. And you can speak to him to receive your Celebi. Um, now, again, personally, I'm kind of baffled at how difficult Nintendo and Game Freak have made this event. Uh, but again, free Celebi. So, you know, Blastburn Nation, get your Pokemon on, get your free Mythic. Seriously, though, like, 
We're not going to send the receipt to your email like most other digital distributors do. You have to navigate this the the system to view it on your actual machine. They just want the it, genuine experience, the genuine uh, event experience. Um, a question: Is it possible to access your Nintendo eShop account on your PC? I don't, I don't know. know. Cricket, That's cricket. not something I have ever attempted. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll look into that, folks, um, for next week, and um, if it is possible, we will update you guys. I feel like five That's bucks says for this week that we're totally going to forget and sit here going, "Weren't we supposed to do something?" I, I will put a note in the show notes. I mean, these are these are ultimately the official instructions from Nintendo, so this is most likely going to be the most direct route to get that information. Although, again, this is Nintendo we're referencing, so maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> official instructions. Grim. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, off the subject of Pokemon Gold and Silver, there was actually uh, a Nintendo Direct uh platform on Wednesday, which is, you know, of course, how Nintendo announces all sorts of cool stuff for all of their properties. And as part of that direct presentation, there was a new trailer for Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Um, Now, again, as with previous info dumps for these games, it was very short and didn't have a ton of details, but there was some cool stuff and it was definitely enough to create a buzz within the fandom and get some people talking. Um, Now, once again, I'm sure that I have the most thoughts on this. So rather than just drown you guys out, I'll, I'll start with you guys um now mess i know that you watched it what were your thoughts on this trailer um it's it's short but it shows some really cool stuff we got to see uh some new ultra beasts um which was really really cool i particularly like the one that looks like a, a tower fortification um it looks really bizarre not as bizarre as the other one um that looks like it's some sort of gumdrop umbrella dancer thing that I can't even describe properly. Um, But it's also really cool. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been wondering for a while about the new legendary forms. Um, And I'll, I'll I'll let you talk more about that because you've played more of the end game in sun moon than I have. Um, But just like why they were different. Um, And I, I think we actually got to see that this time around yeah absolutely and i've definitely got some thoughts on that and yeah but i'll 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 save it um rohane you saw the trailer as well buddy what were your thoughts so my bias is i'm still kind of new to sun and moon uh i'm still playing through it um so i don't fully uh recognize the the new things such as like ultra forms and shenaniganry like that um, I felt that the trailer was pretty short, um, that they were trying to cram as much sneak peek as they can into, what was it, 30 second trailer? Uh, maybe a minute? I think it was a minute 15, um, but yeah, still pretty short. Yeah, it, it's still pretty short as far as trailers go. Um, the Pokemon that we saw, specifically the Ultra Beasts, they look cool, but at the same time, I kind of got the impression that someone may have been a little bit intoxicated and just kind of tossed <laughs> some geometric shapes onto a wall and tried to figure out what stuck. 
Well, it, <laughs> in fairness, that is kind of the whole aesthetic of Ultra Beasts in general. Not just these new ones, but the ones that we already have. Not to get into too heavy of spoiler territory, because again, Rohane is playing these games for the first time. But Ultra Beasts are extra dimensional. They are not of our world. So yeah, they're kind of intended to be, you know, more Cronenberg-esque, very strange and alien. Um, okay. So yeah, that's that's as intended. Okay, gotcha. Um, and also, I'm as I'm getting, you know, into the competitive circuit and seeing, you know, what Pokemon is used competitively and what Pokemon are considered good nowadays. I'm going to be very interested to see how these new Pokemon shape up on the circuit. To see if they're even viable or if it's just fluff. Oh, absolutely. And and that's that is one thing that has been really interesting with the Ultra Beast so far is with the exception of one, which God, now I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He was UB Gluttony, that was his code name, but I can't remember his actual name, and I feel bad for that. But the big fat black dragon thing with the big maw of a stomach, he's bad. But all of the other currently established Ultra Beasts are really, really good competitively. Um, like, they're all very well optimized in their stats and perform very good roles to the point to where, you know, Smogon with their tiering system, at least one, if not two, of the Ultra Beasts are banned from normal play. They're up in the Ubers tier, which is where, like, the heavy-hitting legendaries go. And not normally the lower-tier legendaries, unless they're excellent, which these are. Um, so, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what kind of, of tricks these new Ultra Beasts have up their sleeve. Um so yeah, a couple of things that I thought were really Guzzlord. neat about this Guzzlord, that is his name. Yes. And Guzzlord is garbage <laughs> because they're all really good in one stat and Guzzlord's is HP. And so he doesn't have particularly strong defenses. He just has a ton of health and it's just, it, it doesn't work out well for him, especially in comparison to the others. But yeah. <laughs> um, so a couple of things that I thought were really neat in regards to this trailer. Um, it was really nice to get some confirmation as mess kind of touched on, on the nature of the new legendary forms that are the cover legendaries of these two versions. Um, we now know that they are forms of Necrozma. Um, it's been a point of speculation among the fandom on Reddit and other places, uh, whether these were fusions of Necrozma and the legendaries, a la the Qrim forms from black and white Two, uh, whether they were, forms of Solgaleo and Lunala where they were utilizing, you know, maybe a, a defeated like husk of Necrozma as armor and there was even some speculation that Necrozma was projecting the forms of Solgaleo and Lunala out of pure light and energy because he is the prism Pokemon um, and because they looked so like spectral and ghostly and, and like light essentially in their figures um, however it has now been confirmed in that trailer that Necrozma absorbs or or even ingests eats Solgaleo and Lunala to transform into these new legendaries and from the little bit that we saw what we've seen of this in action and of that animation it's very menacing and extremely cool um so the big thing that everyone's talking about is of course the new Ultra Beasts that were shown off um which are currently only known as UB Burst and UB Assembly with Burst being the clown looking guy with like the 
the dipping dots on his head and assembly being the massive wall of eyes. Um, and everybody's buzzing about these things. And with very good reason, this is the very first time that game freak has introduced completely new Pokemon, not just new forms, not just new mega evolutions, but new Pokemon in the middle of a generation and a second set of games in the same generation. And they look really freaking cool. I mean, they're, they're weird, which is to be expected from ultra beasts, but they're really neat. Um, personally, I'm really excited for UB burst, the clown looking guy. Um, and whichever version he's available in, will probably decide which one of these two games I play first because I want him. Um, with that being said, though, not to throw shade at assembly. Did you guys see how fucking massive that thing is? Yes. Um, there are people on the screen, specifically how and Hala are in the screen where he's introduced and they're minuscule. Like they're basically under one of his feet about to be smashed. So this thing is fucking enormous. I'm willing to guess that it's going to be shrunk down when you catch it, but still fucking big Pokemon, which is cool. Um, Mm -hmm. and one other really small thing, but really cool for me at least is in a very quick background flash. There's a, a Mantine in the water, with like a ride harness on it, like the other ride Pokemon in sun and moon. So it looks like there's going to be new ride Pokemon, at least in the environment. Although if they're only in the environment and we can't ride new ride Pokemon, I'll be salty as shit. Um, but it looks like there's reason to expect new ride Pokemon. So that's fucking awesome. I'm going to be pretty, pretty interested in that as well, because who doesn't love ride Pokemon? The real question is, can I finish the re-release of gold and silver before ultra sun and ultra moon come out i mean it it depends on how much time you're putting into it i guess you've got a couple months (laughs) but there you go um so yeah uh that's our pokemon news for the week and now let's go ahead and get into our coverage of our content our challenge our nuzlocke world tour um so we have of course completed week three of our generation one nuzlocke challenge um on the agenda for this week was traveling south from cerulean city and through the underground path to reach vermilion city uh, exploring the surrounding areas checking out the big party on the ssn that our good buddy bill gave us tickets to and ultimately challenging lieutenant surge in the vermilion city gym now we came into this week neck and neck on the scoreboard with messer engine in the lead with 95 points Rohane right on his tail after a very impressive showing in our PvP showdown with a score of 90 and myself bringing up the rear with only 75 points. Now as per our usual schedule Mess played first this week so we'll go ahead and start with you buddy. How was your week in Nuzlocke? It was good. I mean I wasn't famous last words I wasn't too concerned uh, with this uh, leg of gameplay. I felt that because of my team makeup and just what's involved in the gameplay that this was going to be one of the easier weeks. It was definitely going to be one of the shorter weeks. Like the level limit was 24 and we were all 21 uh, from the week before. Uh, And that proved to be mostly true. Um, I did catch a Meowth um, on, what is it? Route route four, route five. I don't know. The one directly south of cerulean city i caught a meowth which i really wanted i went through like three dupes before catching it i was starting to get a little nervous uh and i named uh, him or her bishop and she for for a basic pokemon she's kind of a beast she crits a lot um and that'll only get better uh when she evolves at level 28 um so i'm pretty excited about that my other catch for the week um was a sand shrew i also caught a diglet in diglet's cave Sandshrew and Diglett, I'm not super excited about. Diglett 
is really fast and you know does a good amount of damage but he is definitely a glass cannon um he he, he can't take a hit so he's sitting in my my pokey box right now but yeah was not worried about lieutenant surge having a nitto queen uh as a ground type and you know a twice evolved pokemon with good stats i, I wasn't too worried uh we took surge down handily uh it was not really a challenge the ssn had some interesting um fights in there but there's a lot of water pokemon and i was kind of torn i really didn't want to level my weeping bell more um but it was kind of really my only option to make that fairly quick and simple so i did anyway <laughs> um no problems with uh the rival fight picked up cut you know uh went back through Diglett's Cave to pick up some of the items that are over there. Have another Moonstone that I have nobody to use it on. Um, but yeah, overall, no deaths. Rival down. Gym leader down. Ready to move on. Awesome. Now, Mess, a, a question that I have for you, buddy, just out of curiosity, now that we're a couple of weeks in, um, how do you feel about your team at this point? Are there are there any Pokemon on your team that have particularly impressed you that are, are maybe performing well in excess of what you thought they would when you picked them up? Are there any that are underperforming that you thought were going to be big heavy hitters that have just kind of let you down so far? So that's that's actually a really good question. Um, having had to re-record my first episode, I kind of threw most of my opinions away when I restarted. Um, but hands down, I think my Nitto Queen is my best performer overall. Uh, her huge ability um, to for TM uh, compatibility, that's what I'm looking for, is amazing. And she's very tanky. She definitely got a good role on her stats, um, as we've seen in the PvP battles. Like, she's really doing great. I have my Kadabra who is great, but again, very, very weak as far as like health is concerned and ability to take a hit, a physical hit at least. Um, but you know, it's special and speed are just out of this world. I haven't really got to gauge how useful, um, he is yet just because last week in PvP battles, he took a nap most of the time. Um, Raticate is Raticate, you know, Butcher bites things and they die. So that's going to fall off at some point. But I'm hoping that um, Bishop can replace him. Um, my Pidgeotto, I I mean, Lewis is best Pidgey. I mean, we talked about that. But has not learned any useful moves in two weeks. I mean, picking up Whirlwind is like, whew, man, I could accidentally blow away my one encounter. All right. <laughs> um and quick attack and tackle or gust, sorry, are just not getting it done. But at the same time, I really do need a flying type in the group. At some point, we're going to have to go up against uh, Bruno in the Elite Four and having a flying flying moves and a flying Pokemon to deal with that is, uh, is going to be a pretty big deal. So I need to, especially since we can't use legendary birds. So I, I got to just stick it out. I'm trying to think who else. My Weeping Bell is a true disappointment in life. Stroud, I, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you, and I hate that you're level 24. Um, but for now, I don't really have an alternative. And a lot of that comes down to moveset. Um, my starter, uh, I mean, my Squirtle or Wartortle is, is cool. 
Um, I'm curious to see how things are going to change, but up until now, I haven't felt that she is super useful. Uh, she was in the first week against Brock, but obviously against Misty, it was kind of meh. Uh, was not going to throw her out to the electric Pokemon in Surge's gym this week. And uh, next week we're fighting plant Pokemon, so she's not going to be doing anything next week either. So we'll see. Once I pick up like Ice Beam and stuff like that, I, I think it's going to turn around. But right now, I don't want to say I'm not impressed. She just hasn't really been given an opportunity to show me. And that was a super long answer to a very simple question. No, that's, that's a really, really good answer, though. And yeah, unfortunately, the last couple of weeks of gameplay just haven't been Austin's platform. So yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. Um, one thing I will tell you specifically in regards to Stroud and Stroud's move pool is, you know, you're going to get your hands on a very good grass type TM when you defeat Erica, but make sure that you give it to who you want to have it because that's just about not counting Solar Beam and arguably Petal Dance. That's one of the better grass type moves in Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. And you're not going to get another TM for it. And most things don't learn it by level up. Um, I think it's Mega Drain. I don't think Giga Drain actually exists in Red, Blue, Yellow yet. I think Mega Drain is just about the best single turn attacking move for grass types. So that'd be great on Stroud. But if you give to Stroud, you're not going to have it around if you get a Tangela or an Execute later that you want to use more. Yeah, I think I'm going to just keep it and see what happens in Safari Zone. That's that's a pretty solid strategy. But man, that's that's neat. I'm glad that you had a, a really, really solid week. Um, and, and I'm glad that you had fun doing it. Um, how about you, Rohan? You, of course, played second. You did the majority of your gameplay on Tuesday, although you had a supplemental stream earlier this morning on Saturday to, to finish up getting ready for the week. Uh, how did your gameplay go this week? So a little bit of context. Um, earlier, again, as we mentioned earlier, there was some health issues going on in the family. Uh, so I came into Tuesday pretty tired, but at the same time, pretty, pretty exciting pretty excited um so going down out of cerulean uh we hit route five and we picked up a jigglypuff so and that one actually came on our fourth encounter the other previous ones being dupes uh so that was pretty exciting right there um i don't remember jigglypuff being the strongest uh, Pokemon in Gen 1, but I was just happy that I didn't get duped out, uh, because I was in going to be encountering Pidgeys, and, um, yeah, that's really... Pidgeys and Rattatas. Um, Route 6... Route 6 gave me my Abra, which I was also really excited about, and that one was first try as well, uh, so super exciting. Took out the trainers in Route 6, no issues there. Um, went down into uh, Vermilion City, and I stopped by Diglett's Cave first before going onto the SSN to pick up my Diglett. Uh, from there, went onto the SSN, uh, immediately rushed for the rival battle first to get that out of the way, and then I cleared all of the trainers on the SSN, um, got cut, taught it to Nebby, and it was about this time where my tiredness kind of started kicking in, and I made a few t 
terrible yet pretty lulzy mistakes uh, that are pretty meme-worthy, and I have not yet heard the end of it. Um, the first is I stupidly taught Diglett at level 18, Dig. Uh, that's stupid because, as I learned after the fact, in Generation 1, Diglett learns Dig at level 19. So there was that. Um, and I believe, and I didn't check this morning if I did or not, but I may have taught Diglett Body Slam as well, which I, I don't even I don't even know why. Um, that's context for what's coming up here. So we got out of the SSN, we topped off everything, got a couple of potions, and we went into. Vermilion City Gym to take on Lieutenant Search. Um, battles there, piece of cake. The puzzle, piece of cake. And I have been, you know, on a roll. There were a couple of close calls where I got my Pokemon down into the single digits, but nothing, nothing really too out of the ordinary. And I was, I was pretty tired. I just wanted to get it done. So immediately after unlocking the door to face Lieutenant Surge, I just went straight for the battle without checking to see which Pokemon were in my lineup in which order. Oh my fucking god, that was the worst mistake <laughs> ever. Um, I think... Butterfree was tossed out first. No, you led with your Abra, your level 13 Abra. Yep, yep, I led with the Abra, and I was like, oh, fuck, because in Pokemon Yellow, Lieutenant Surge only has one Pokemon, and it is a Raichu, and it is a level 28 Raichu, so he's four levels above um, basically any of my Pokemon. And I was just like, well, fuck. So, the idea that I had in my head to recover from this was to switch from Abra into uh, Butterfree, uh, Margarine, um, and that didn't go <laughs> over well because Margarine got uh, Thunderbolted and kebobbed uh so margarine ate the dust and i was like okay that's that's frustrating so i then decided okay well i can switch from switch and go into diglet um hoping that he would go with another thunder shock and Diglett's a ground type, so he's going to be completely immune to it. It's not going to have any any sort of effect. Um, <laughs> unbeknownst to me, because I uh, did not take time to do my research, uh, Raichu also has Mega Kick. He Mega Kicked my my poor Diglett, and Diglett also ate it. So this Diglett that had been a part of my party for 
not even 45 minutes at this point because we just completely went through SSN and just tore through everything. He's he he just hit the dirt, no pun intended. And yeah, that that sucked. I don't fully remember how I finished the fight. I think I brought out Mr. Horny and um, used him to murder the Raichu with glorious horn attack. Actually, what, what, what I, I really liked how you finished the fight because you didn't switch into Mr. Horny, which I probably would have before the end. But I liked what you did first, which was you brought in Nebby, your Ivysaur. Right. And you poison yes, powdered it did. and you leech seeded it. So that was yes, actually really strong. That. that was a really strong play. The only thing, and I'm only telling you this, Alex, because, or Rohane, because I know that I do have a little bit more experience with this stuff than you. The only thing that I would have done differently than you from that point in the fight is once I had it fully statused, then I would have switched into Mr. Horning, your Nitto King. But bringing in your Ivysaur to status it was a really solid play. You did well there. That was clutch. Yeah, of course. All of this could have been avoided if I had just led with Diglett. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a fast Pokemon. There's a good chance, though. Admittedly, the Raichu was level twenty-eight, but there's a good chance that you could have uh, used Dig and Dig just and dodge the yeah anything. Yeah, Diglett is really, really fast. So is Raichu, though. Like that was, you know, again, hindsight being twenty-twenty. I probably when you have a Nidoking King on your team, I probably wouldn't have been counting on a Diglett at all because it is so frail. But that's me. Um, again, you. You made some poor decisions. You also had some poor luck. Mega Kick actually has a 1 in 4 chance of missing. It's only 75% accurate. So the fact that that Mega Kick landed was also really kind of shitty. But, you know, you'll learn from this. Like, you absolutely will. Um, Although, not to bust your balls too hard, but I swear to God, Rohan, I'm going to buy you a 5-foot fucking type chart poster and just staple it somewhere near your gaming setup so that you can't... I've actually been using that. <laughs> um, I started using that this week, uh, and yeah. So, and it's it's interesting too because, and I realize this now, but in Pokemon Red and Blue, Raichu does not have Mega Kick, so this is exclusive to Yellow. Yeah, no, you definitely had the hardest Lieutenant Surge fight of the three of us going into this week, which, I mean, again, because we're playing all three versions, not all of our challenges are going to be made completely equal. You also had the easiest time, potentially at least, against, was it Brock? Your Brock was lower level than ours. Yes. Your Brock only had up to a level 12. Ours had level 14. So... Yeah, unfortunately, there are going to be some weeks where you have a little bit easier because you have yellow. Actually, overall, your challenge is most definitely easier because you have better encounter tables. But, yeah, unfortunately, this week you had a harder challenge and it bit you in the ass. Yeah. Uh, So, essentially, I feel like (laughs) since the... Like, my my playthrough has gone from, like, okay, doing pretty good, you know, fought Brock easily, no losses there, to Misty, losing Pikachu, and, and I, I'm salty about that, but I'm not as salty as this week, because Misty was out of my control. I brought Pikachu out, and then it crit and dead from, you know, from 100 
this would this could have been entirely avoided. So it it happens. You you will learn from this. You will be better for it. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it was painful to watch. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Um, now, Rohan, I'll give you the same question that I gave Mess. At this point, three weeks into the challenge, how do you feel about your team? Are, are, again, do you have any Pokemon on your team that you expected to be kind of lackluster that are really pulling weight for you? Do you have any that you expected to be champions that are just kind of limping along? Like, like what are your thoughts on your Pokemon? So... <laughs> Uh, first and foremost, I miss all of my dead Pokemon <laughs> for obvious reasons. Because <laughs> Butterfree is just so good, and Pikachu, obviously, I'm I don't get I might get an Electric type uh, this week. But in terms of Pokemon that I am pleasantly surprised by, um, I would say uh, my Raticate, Poofy. Uh, he is surprisingly pretty beefy in terms of both damage and being able to take a hit. Um, I was not expecting that. And from my playthrough of Fire Red, um, I don't recall Raticate being as as robust as he is here. Um, He's usually not. I think you got some pretty good uh, rolls on the stats for Eradicate's defensive stats. Yeah, uh, Pidgey, my uh, Flappy Bird, he's he's pretty okay. Uh, the the only remaining uh, Burb named flying type so far, because <laughs> rips rip and peace sir Burb. Um, I'm have not I've not played around with Mankey. I thought about bringing out Sandshrew, um, but for whatever reason, I didn't which, coincidentally enough, is also a ground type and also could have learned dig. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> um, Nidoking is is pretty strong and tanky. I kind of expected that going in. Um, I'm not impressed with Drowsy at all. Uh, and, of course, Gyarados is motherfucking Gyarados. So. Fucking spicy cat. You you got a superior Gyarados and Spicy Cat. He is Kraken brutal. is not nearly as good as Spicy Cat, I don't think. Um, well, I, I suppose the real question then, because you were so critical going into this challenge, how do you feel about your Ivysaur? How do you feel about Nebby? So, I cannot keep up the 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 hatred for Nebby, especially after this week, because Nebby arguably is the MVP for me. For this week, without Nebby, I probably would have full wiped. And I saw you, Jolly, in chat wondering if I was going to end up full wiping uh, after uh, Margarine and Tiny Diggy ate uh, Pikachu's foot and Thunder. Um. So yeah, Nebby, Nebby is definitely an MVP. I'm. I don't know if he's going to continue being on my team, uh, but for the time being, because I have seen uh, Weepin' Bell over on Mess's team <laughs> just not be the greatest. Uh, he's he's currently my strongest grass type, so he's going to totally stay on the team. 
Awesome. Well, cool. I'm glad that you're at least a little bit won over that. Again, I know that the, the salt was very, very real when we drafted our starters and you were stuck with that Bulbasaur. Um, again, I told you, man, he's not bad. I, I promised. I wasn't lying. <laughs> he's not bad, but I still miss Pikachu. That's that's fair. R.I.P. Mr. Zappy. We will always miss you. <laughs> okay, so I suppose that makes me next then. I did, of course, as always, stream on Thursday night. Uh, and once again, as always, I just want to start out with a huge thanks to all the members of the Blast Burn Nation who came out to join us in this week's stream. Uh, you guys make every week awesome and unforgettable. And from the bottom of my heart, just thank you for coming out. Thank you for hanging out in the chat. And talking shit and, and having fun and having laughs, um, cross shipping fucking my goddamn character and the weird, creepy old man on the SSN. Like, thank you for doing <laughs> what you do. You are the best. <laughs> that, that was so creepy. <laughs> oh, it was, it was so shuddery, but it was hilarious. Oh Jesus. <laughs> so, um, going into this week, our team consisted of course of fireball, the Charmeleon, uh, Rumplemint, the Nitto King, Kraken, the Gyarados, uh, Jameson, the Fero, Sousa, the Ekans, and Amaretto, the Gloom. Uh, we did head south from Cerulean City and we attempted to get our first encounter on Route 5. However, it wasn't meant to be, guys. We got five dupes in a row, no new encounter on Route 5. So that was that was salty. That was really salty. Granted, the only thing that we could have gotten on Route 5 was a Mankey, but if I'd have gotten that Mankey, I probably would have fucking used him. So it was salty. I already had a name picked out and everything, but the show must go on. We moved on. We persevered. We went through the underground path to Route 6, um, and I stopped for a minute, and I actually had to ponder if I wanted my Route 6 encounter yet, and ultimately... The decision that we wound up coming to between myself and the chat is to save our Route 6 encounter for after we get the Super Rod because there's a chance to get a Shelter there. And the possibility of a Cloister in the future is way more valuable than a Mankey right now. So we we have not encountered anything on Route 6 yet. We are saving that for a later date. Um, we explored the entirety of Vermilion City, including picking up our old rod from the Fishing Guru and listening to the Pokemon Fan Club president creep on his Rapidash in exchange for a free bike. Uh, so that was a thing. Um, we decided to attempt both of our remaining encounters for the week before we checked out the SSN. So first up was Diglett's Cave, um, and we actually killed our encounter Diglett because Jameson only knows how to kill things. He does not know how to maim. <laughs> I was really salty, too, because I led with Rumplemint, and then I was immediately like shit this is a level 19 diglet it could no dig and rumpleman's not going to take that well so i switched out to jameson and jameson got growled on the switch and so i was like okay great so i can just throw out a peck his attack is lower there's no way that one peck is going to kill this diglet and it critted so rip diglet we hardly knew ye i told you we we have a diglet that lived a shorter period of time than tiny diggy on on rohane's team you are the spiro whisperer I don't know what the fuck it is, but yeah, I, apparently I can do no wrong with Spiros and Firos. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so yeah, then we left Diglett's Cave and we attempted our Route 11 encounter. And once again, five dupes, no encounter. We did not get a single new Pokemon in week three. So that was pretty salty because once again, we could have gotten a Drowsy on Route 11, which, you know, that might be small fucking potatoes to mess in Rohane here with their big, bad fucking Kadabras. We ain't got shit for a psychic type, guys. We got nothing and we continue to have nothing. <sighs> I forgot to mention in my recap, actually, I did pick up a Drowsy on 
until I finished. No, you you certainly did. So if nothing else, you've got somebody to learn Flash for you. Um, <laughs> the SSN was fairly forgettable in in my playthrough. Like we carved a swath of destruction through all the trainers on there. We picked up many cool items, including several TMs. I don't think we used any of the TMs we found this week. We saved them all for hopefully future Pokemon. Um, we stomped our rival rim job um, and we were bribed to rub an old man on the back for items. Um, so somebody might want to call CPS because that was creepy as shit. Um, it makes sense though. You, you volunteer, you like, you walk up to him and start rubbing him. Nah, I, I, I feel like in the subtext of the game, he's just like, hey there, children, I got an mm-hmm. HM in my pocket, why don't you reach in and see what you grab? That's kind That's... of the way it was put in your chat. <laughs> oh, I feel dirty man. Now. Reaps McCreeps on, on Twitch, shout out, that shit was fucking hilarious. Uh, he decided to start slash ficking uh, Jolly and the captain, so that was that was special. Um, you can't see my face, but it is one that is not happy. <laughs> so we stormed the Vermilion City gym. We took out all of Lieutenant Surge's underlings, and we actually managed to solve the trash can puzzle on the second try. So we weren't in there just poking at trash for hours. So that was a beautiful fucking thing. Actually, I think we all got through that puzzle really fucking quickly. I don't think any of us struggled on it, which is good. Um, we totally had our way with Surge, dominating him using Rumplemint, our Nitto King. Uh, all in all, this was by far our easiest gym to date, which is good because the next couple of weeks are not going to go that way. We've got some some tough gym battles coming up, but Surge was, was not one of them. Um, and then, yeah, as the level limit this week was relatively low, we didn't actually need to grind at all. Uh, we had achieved our level limit without even fighting all of the trainers on Route 11. So, no wild grinding for our team whatsoever. Probably would have been if we'd had a new fucking encounter to level, but we didn't so went very swiftly very smoothly we were actually off twitch by 11 which never happens so very chill stream interesting uh i actually yeah that's that's probably one key difference between mine and everyone else's stream is because i lost the diglet and um, and I decided for some ungodly reason to sort of start leveling my drowsy, and then I was like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> it, you, you had some uncertainty as to who you were going to put on your squad, so yeah, you, you yeah. leveled a couple of things a couple of times that really didn't need it. But, I mean, say la vie, this happens. Um, and it's, it's also worth noting for our PvP showdown that uh, once again this week, we had somebody accidentally exceed the level limit. This time it was Rohane with his Nitto King, Mr. Horny, which again, shit happens. We're not being super, super strict on it in this playthrough. We probably will be in Gold, Silver, Crystal. Um, but for this playthrough, if you go over by one, we're just allowing your competitors to do so as well to maintain the the, the fairness of our PvP showdown. So myself and Mess did have the opportunity to each level a Pokemon at 25 as well, despite our level limit this week being 24. Rohane, um, I sincerely hope you went and watched the end of Jolly's stream from this week. If you didn't, you're in for a surprise. Your stream? No, Jolly's stream. Oh boy. <laughs> uh I was hoping nobody caught that actually, but shit, mess did. Okay. <laughs> I watched all your gameplay. 
that is that is horrifying slightly, but cool. You you also need to do a better job of updating your spreadsheet. Well, shit happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so that's that's how my week went, and and I suppose I will pose the same question to myself that I pose to you guys. So, self, how do you feel about your team of Pokemon? Uh, three weeks in, uh, how do you feel about your guys? Um, and, and and I will say that it took me a, a little while to get emotionally attached to this team because of my, my poor lost original team, my poor sweet Surburb. I, I honestly didn't think that Jameson had a place in my heart because of Surburb, but he has come through. Like Jameson, Jameson is a fucking champion. He the heart of Surburb lives on in in Jameson. So he's he's a fucking phenom. He destroys everything that he looks at. He is our our best burb that we have. He's not the burb we need. He's the burb we deserve. Um or the other way around, something, something, something Batman. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I love Jameson. Um, I'm not super salty about the Pokemon that we've lost. Like, I didn't want to lose them. It was painful. But none of them would likely still be on the team at this point anyway, with the possible exception of Hennessy or Rattata. If we still had him as Eradicate, he would probably still be around. Um, but we're doing okay. I've been very pleasantly surprised by Salza, who is now an Arbok. Um, probably not enough to keep her around long term, but very solid for now, which has been, again, pleasantly surprising. Um the only team member that I've been really disappointed in so far has actually been Kraken. Um, if only in comparison to Spicy Cat. Like, again, I'm pretty sure that I rolled substantially lower DVs on my Magikarp than Rohane did. I feel like that shysty Magikarp salesman sold me a, a, a fucking lemon. But that's okay, because I wasn't planning on using Kraken forever anyway. He was just the, the first water type I had access to. And this just makes that decision easy that, yes, once something better comes along, Kraken's going in the fucking box. So, yeah. No, I, I've been having a lot of fun. Cool beans. So... Shall we go on to what is arguably the most favorite part of the show? The most favorite? Really, Rohan? Well, I'm, I'm not sure if this is the favorite part that you're referring to, but what we should go on to is actually in memoriam. We did have losses this week. Specifically, you, Rohan, you had losses this week. So before we go any further, would you like to say a few words for your dearly departed beloveds? Yeah, yeah. And I, I said... Uh, favorite part as fan mail that has been received. Uh, actually, really did enjoy last week's in memoriam. So, oh, I, I I thought you were talking about the showdowns. So there, I I mean that's my favorite. That's the showdowns are my favorite part personally. Uh, but apparently the fans really like hearing our sob stories of our our dead Pokemon. Margin, I miss you. Okay, well, again, Rohan, the, the, the microphone is yours, buddy, if you want to say a few words for your, your dearly departed children. Marjorie, my, my sweet Butterfree, raised from a Metapod. Pretty sure a guy was a Metapod so long ago. Your name was brilliant. You were brilliant. You were so fast. So deadly. You'll be missed. You'll be missed by all. Loved by all. Diglett, I'm sorry I got you killed. That was 
It was my fault. I should have done better. But also, at the same time, you weren't even in the party long enough for me to form a proper emotional attachment to you, so bye, Felicia. Oh, that's that's cold. R.I.P. Tiny Diggy. I miss you. And on the series, though, I, I do miss Tiny Diggy, and I regret the decisions that I did not make. You know, I am extremely worried. You've both lost three Pokemon, and I've lost zero. So my time is coming, and I feel like I'm going to pay for the fact that I haven't lost, like, Rattatas and Pidgeys. I'm going to lose my fucking Kadabra. <laughs> it's coming. The reckoning is afoot. <laughs> okay, guys. So we have discussed our gameplay. We have said goodbye to our dearly departed friends. And now it is time for us to fight. fight. It is time fight. for our third PvP showdown. And now if you are keeping track at home, you will remember that once again we're going into this week's pvp showdown uh with mess still in the lead uh he's a little bit more comfortable now with, with 125 points total uh, myself jolly by nature i am now in second i have surpassed rohane due to his losses with a total of 105 points and rohane is bringing up the rear with a total of 80 points um now with that said this is still a very close game and anything could happen tonight um so as has become our custom last week's big winner can and will defend first. Uh, so, Rohane, you are up. Uh, now, Mess, do you want to challenge this guy first, or should I? Uh, it doesn't matter to me, but if you want me to go first, I suppose I can. Um, You commentated first last week, so yeah, you can go ahead and go first this week. Okay. Let's go! Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so once again, we are witnessing the battle of Messer Engine versus Rohane. So in the blue corner, standing well over six feet tall and a whole lot of pounds, not a fat joke, just don't know what you weigh, buddy. <laughs> I do weigh a whole lot of pounds. He is, he is, you're also not in the blue corner. Why are colors, colors. so hard for you, Rohane? <laughs> He is a well-lubricated machine. Our good friend Messer Engine leading with Novik, his level 24 Butterfree. Uh, in the yellow corner, also over six foot tall and weighing some number of pounds. Does not know how colors or type charts work, but still very fierce and dominated last week. Our reigning champion, Rohane, leading with level 24 Nebi, his Ivy Sword. Gentlemen, are you ready to battle? We are indeed. Not particularly, uh -oh. but okay. Okay, well, let's fight. And our opponent's sizing each other up, not really sure which way to jump yet. Oh, and Rohane leads with the reversal, um, taking out his Ivysaur Nebi and bringing in Spicy Cat, his Gyarados. Uh, Novik uses Confusion, only does 8% to Spicy Cat. Uh, Spicy Cat going for the bite on Novik, which hits hard, dealing one-third of Novik's health. Novik, however, playing the long game, goes for Supersonic and confuses Spicy Cat the Gyarados. And Messer Engine taking out... Novik in favor of Koal, his big tanky Nidoqueen. Kind of a bold move against a water type, however, Koal is very tanky. Uh, Spicy Cat actually hit itself in confusion, that supersonic already paying dividends, down to 76% health. And Spicy Cat outsped, got through the confusion to land a bubble beam on Koal, dealt big 44% of its health. Koal, however, having taken those good, good TMs for Messer Engine, hits with a Thunderbolt, dealing 71 1% of Spicy Cat's health. And Confusion ended for Spicy Cat, allowing it to bubble beam. And it's a crit, folks. 56% Koal is down. However, Spicy Cat is near death. 
Butcher the Raticate coming in from Esser Engine, and the quick attack goes off and down goes Spicy Cat. So both of our opponents have at this point lost what is arguably their strongest Pokemon early in the match. It'll be interesting to see where this goes from here. And Rohan sending out Mr. Horny, his Nitto King. And Butcher coming out from Messer Engine, going back into Novik, his Butterfree. Mr. Horny actually went for the double kick, so that was an excellent switch. That is four times resisted by the flying bug type Novik, only does a total of 6% health between the two hits. Mr. Horny does outspeed and hits with the Horn Attack, dealing 36% damage to Novik. Novik landing the super effective Confusion, dealing 23% back to Mr. Horny. And Mr. Horny goes back into the Horn Attack, and that is enough to take out Novik. Nyx the Kadabra coming in from Messer Engine, and this thing is a threat to all poison types on Rohan's team, of which there are at least two. Okay, Rohan switching out into his own Kadabra, Fake Kitty, who absorbs the Confusion, which is not very effective, but still does 11% damage. Okay, Nyx outspeeding and going back into the Confusion, dealing another 9%, taking Fake Kitty down to 80%. Fake Kitty attempts a Disable, which could have been crippling on Nyx's Confusion, however, it does miss. And Nyx switching out, going into the Raticate Butcher, who eats a Confusion from Fake Kitty, dealing 39%. Butcher is at 61 and Fake Kitty coming out on Rohane's side for his Pidgeotto Flappy Burb, who eats a Hyper Fang from the Threatening Butcher, dealing 52% of its health. Okay, Flappy Burb going for the Quick Attack, dealing 20% to Butcher. Butcher going back to the Hyper Fang, however, getting a lower roll, only dealing 45%, leaving Flappy Burb in critical shape. One more hit should be enough. And Butcher going back to the Quick Attack, back to the priority, dealing that 3% damage and taking out Flappy Burb. And Rohan going into Poofy, his own Raticate. Okay, Butcher going back to the Hyper Fang, which unfortunately misses. That miss might be critical to this match. Poofy's Hyper Fang does not miss, however, and takes the Butcher out. This is a very interesting showdown. I'm having to think even more. Okay, and Mess going into Austin, his War Turtle, probably the tankiest of his remaining Pokemon, should be able to eat those, those big, big Hyper Fangs better than the alternatives, at least. And Poofy coming out in favor of Nebby, Rohane's Ivysaur, who eats a Body Slam from Austin, taking 22% damage. Unfortunately, no Para, however. And Austin comes out in favor of Nyx the Kadabra. Nyx is very bulky in Special in Generation 1. However, Nebby lands a critical hit with Vine Whip, dealing 24% health to Nyx. Nebby stays in and eats a Confusion from Nyx, which does 55% of its health. That is a huge hit. Uh, Nebby, however, playing the long game, Leech Seeds Nyx. And Nebby comes out in favor of Poofy the Raticate. Uh, eating a Confusion from Nyx, which does 34% health. However, Nyx is sapped by the Leech Seed, leaving them at roughly equal health, covering right around 70% on each side. And Nyx goes back to the Confusion, dealing another 30% to Poofy. However, once again, is sapped by the Leech Seed, leaving Poofy at 45%. Poofy goes into the Hyper Fang, which takes Nyx out completely. And out comes Lewis Messer Engine's Pidgeotto, going right into the quick attack, which is a critical hit, dealing 35% health to Poofy. Lewis can do no wrong. Poofy goes into Hyperfang and deals 38% to Lewis. However, he's still in green. Lewis going back to the quick attack, critting again, although this crit not necessary, and taking Poofy out entirely. Outcoming Mr. Horny, the Nitto King, 
and Mess pulling Lewis out in favor of Austin, his War Turtle. Mr. Horning going back to the Horn Attack, and it is a crit, folks, dealing 50% health to Austin, and that crit might just spell it. Going back to the Horn Attack, this time only dealing 27 on a normally effective hit. Uh, Austin going to Water Gun, which is super effective, however not particularly potent, only dealing 23% health back to Mr. Horning. And Horning going back to the Horn Attack, doing what works, and taking Austin out entirely. Mr. Horny, despite being so tanky, is incredibly speedy. He's more offensive. Nitto King is definitely more offensive than Nitto Queen is. Um, but Lewis comes out for Messer Injured, and that is his last Pokemon. This is looking kind of grim, folks. And a quick attack from Lewis, dealing 12% to Mr. Horny. Mr. Horny going back to the Horn Attack and dealing 31%. And back to the quick attack. Unfortunately, Lewis doesn't have very many good options, dealing 15%, putting Mr. Horny in yellow. However, Mr. Horny goes back to the Horn Attack and crits taking Lewis out and winning the match. Congratulations, Rohan. Good game, sir. Good game. That, I had to think about some moves there. That that was a, a solid game, folks. And so once again, Rohane has won, which means, mess buddy, you have to give up the stick. That means that I will be facing Rohane in our second match. Mess, Messer Engine, the microphone is yours, sir. Are you ready? Okay, folks, over in the red corner, you know him by his nature. It's Jolly. He is leading with Rumplemint, his Nitto King. And in the other corner, not to be underestimated, and that's the yellow corner, folks. He would be a member of the Rohirrim if he had one less E in his name. It's Rohane. He is leading with Fake Kitty, his Kadabra. What's going to happen? Are you folks ready? Let's do it. You may begin the fight. So Fake Kitty uses Confusion. It's a critical hit and super effective, bringing Rumplemint down to 17%. But let me tell you, Rumplemint is not to be underestimated and thrashes, bringing Fake Kitty down to 20%. Both in the red, folks. It could go either way. But that speed, Fake Kitty bringing Rumplemint low. Who will Jolly send out next? He sends out Fireball, his Charmeleon, the crit machine himself. But that speed on Fake Kitty lands a confusion, but it's returned. Fireball with the scratch ends Fake Kitty's life. And here comes Spicy Cat for Rohane, the big threat himself, probably the most powerful Pokemon on any of our teams. What will Fireball do when facing a water type? He's going to run. That's what he's going to do. Jolly brings out Amaretto. I don't think anyone was surprised by what Fireball did when facing a water type. <laughs> Amaretto, Jolly's Gloom, is in the fight. He takes uh, a hit from Bubble Beam, but it only brings him down to 87%. Spicy Cat, with the bite, bringing Amaretto down to 55%. Spicy Cat, however, is put to sleep. Rohane switches out into Flappy Burp, and... Jolly switches out into Kraken, the Gyarados, the not-quite-so-good Gyarados. No offense, Jolly. And Rohan switches into Nebby, but totally takes a Dragon Rage for that set 40 points, bringing Nebby down to 44%. And a second Dragon Rage finishes Nebby off before he gets to do anything. Who will Rohan send out? He's sending out Mr. Horny, his Nitto King. Is level 25. It's level 25 versus level 25, folks. A little risky with Kraken having a water move, but we'll see how it turns out. 
Mr. Horny uses horn attack, but it is returned by Kraken, not with a horn attack, but with a water gun, bringing Mr. Horny down to 65%. Kraken sitting at 78%. They're staring each other down, and not that I blame Mr. Horny. Gyarados is a scary motherfucker. The horn attack hits, but Mr. Horny takes another Dragon Rage, bringing him down to 16%. Kraken uh, at 59%. It's looking pretty grim for Mr. Horny, folks. He horn attacks one more time for 25%, but takes a third Dragon Rage and dies terribly. Kraken still at 34%, still looking somewhat healthy. And Rohan sends out Poofy, his Raticate, clearly nice and healthy at 100%. Will he be able to hyperfang Kraken into the grave? Ooh, 18% on Kraken, but the Dragon Rage from Kraken brings Poofy down to 43%. The second Hyperfang puts Kraken down for the count. It should be noted that the previous attack by Poofy was a quick attack. I was hoping for the crit. Did not happen. Who will Jolly send out to deal with Poofy and his deadly Hyperfang and quick attack? He sends out Souza, the Arbok, whose sprite is actually really nice to look at. Hyperfang brings Souza down to 58%, but Bite from Souza bringing Poofy down to 22%. Another Hyperfang brings Souza down to 13%, and Souza goes with Rap, which actually worked! <laughs> which didn't work last week! Rap's attack continues, Poofy down to 8%. How long will Rap go on? Rohan switches into Flappy Bird, who takes a bite. And a quick attack back from Flappy Bird puts the Arbok down, folks. And out comes Fireball again. 73% from the damage he sustained last time. It's a pretty even match. A quick attack from Flappy Bird is responded to with a critical ember from the crit machine. Fireball bringing Flappy Burb down to 37%. Fireball at 53%. Now down to 18% from a quick attack. Fireball Embers bringing Flappy Burb down to 16%. It's neck and neck. Another quick attack puts Fireball down. I'm sure Jolly was hoping for one more attack, but he didn't get it. Out comes Jameson. The Spiro Whisperer has called to his Spiro for battle. And Peck takes down Flappy Bird. Spicy Cat is out back on the battlefield, but he is still sleeping, folks. Will Jameson be able to kill him before he wakes? Fury Attack brings Spicy Cat down to 80%. Fury Attack again brings Spicy Cat down 60%, but he's now awake. A Fury Attack miss from Jameson. Spicy Cat used Bubble Beam, bringing Jameson down to 71%. Another Fury Attack, bringing down another even 20%. It's been very consistent. Jameson takes a bite and is down to 42%. Another Fury Attack from Jameson brings Spicy Cat down to 7%. Spicy Cat bites, bringing Jameson down to 12%. It's going to come down to this last attack, folks. And the Heck, downing Spicy Cat. Out comes Poofy, who was at 8% when he got pulled out. This one's not over yet. Poofy crits a lot. But Amaretto's he, hurt. He does quick attack. Oh, man. The Fero has gone down. Amaretto is coming, coming out at 55%. Poofy's at 8%. 
I think Poofy has the advantage on speed. It's, it's really going to come down to these last few attacks. A Hyper Fang brings Amaretto down to 17%, but he is able to use Absorb and finish off Rohane's Radicate. Good game, Rohane. Good game. Very nicely done, sirs. All the way down to the very last Pokemon. Ah. <sighs> Okay, so that means that Rohane has gone one and one. Uh, I am up one, Mess is down one, and we have one battle left to do. Uh, and that means, of course, that Rohane, you are commentating this one. So are you ready? I am indeed ready. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our final match of the evening in the blue corner. We have PBR Jolly. He is leading. I fucked it up again. Colors. I literally, I can't make this shit up. I swear to God. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I apologize, folks. In the red corner, we have PBR Jolly. He is leading with his Rumplement, level 24. In the blue corner... We have Messer Engine leading with level 25 wall, the Nidu Queen. So, Queen versus King. It is a battle of royalty. Gentlemen, are you two ready? Let's do it. Begin! Messer Engine Kowal uses Bubble Beam against Rumplement, dealing 32% health. Bring you down to 68%. Rumplement returns fire with his own Bubble Beam, not nearly. While it is super effective, it does less damage, doing 25% to Kowal. Kowal sitting at 75% health. Well, that is not a thing that I did. Kowal uses Bubble Beam, and it is super effective, dealing 35% health against Rumplement. Rumplement returns fire using a thrash, and Kowal drops down to 52%. Kowal opens fire again using Bubble Beam. Super effective, and Rumplement goes down, taking out the last 33% of his health. Jesus the Queen, the Queen reigns supreme, and Jolly brings out Amaretto. Level 24, Grass Poison, Gloom. Master Engine pulls back uh, Koal in favor for Novik, the Butterfree. Amaretto uses Stun Spore, and Novik is now paralyzed. Uh, Paralysis continues even through the Pokemon Switch. Fireball is now on the field for Jolly. Fireball being Jolly's command. Master Engine swaps uh, Novik out for uh, Wartortle in his Boston, and he takes the Ember that was certainly meant for Novik. However, it only does 7%. Amaretto comes back out for Jolly, and also uses Body Slam on Amaretto. Amaretto loses 23%. Austin gets pulled back for Novik, and Amaretto uh, used stunts for, however, Novik is already paralyzed. Good swap. Turn 9. Amaretto has been withdrawn out. 
uh, for Sauza, Jolly's Arbok. Novik pushes past the paralysis and uses confusion. It's super effective. Sauza loses 30% of its health. Sauza's just gonna shark it off, however, and wrap up Butterfree. But Butterfree already knows what it's like to be in a cocoon, having evolved from Metapod. Uh, regardless, the wrap continues for three turns, losing 7% each turn. And it still continues. Novik is down to 64% health. Turn 15. Uh, 8% this time. Novik down to 56. Wrap is actually working this this week as opposed to last week. Yeah, apparently I just had really shitty luck last week. Wrap is not a bad move in Gen 1 OU. Turn 17, Rap is still continuing. Rap has been going on for 7 turns, 8 turns now. Novik down to 34% health. At what point does Novik just say, enough? <laughs> you can't switch out when Rap is ongoing. There's nothing you can do. It continues turn 19, 7%. This is... Turn 20. This is crazy. <laughs> 21. Rap is still going on. Novik is at 12%. What? And then the poison sting. And <laughs> Novik finally fights through the rap. Salza used poison sting. It missed. Novik used confusion. Dealt 30% damage. Salza is down to 40%. However, poison sting was used again. Novik is now out and fainted. Butcher, the Raticate, comes in for Messer Engine. Arbic gets swapped out for Amaretto. Butcher uses Hyper Faint and it crits. That was the Amaretto. fucking mightiest rap in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even be mad about that crit Hyper Faint. I totally earned that shit. <laughs> Amaretto is down to 11% and Amaretto is down thanks to Butcher's quick attack on turn 25. And that probably just cost me this match. If I was a better uh, Jolly brings out Fireball, the Charmeleon. Hyperfang goes again, taking out 40% health and causes Fireball to flinch. Uh, Fireball is down to 11% health. He uses Ember, only doing 18% on Butcher. The quick attack takes out Fireball, and Butcher claims his second kill of the evening. Jolly sends out Jameson, level 24, uh, Firo, and Butcher uh, eats a Fury attack, doing uh, 22% across two hits. Hyperfang, however, goes out and hits Jameson and crits, taking out 74% of his health. Butcher uses Quick Attack, taking out another 20%. Jameson is at 6%. Jameson uses Fury Attack, hitting twice, 13% and 12%. Butcher is at 35%, going into turn 31. Butcher uses Quick Attack and faints Jameson for the third kill for Butcher, rightly so named. Butcher on th turn 32 uses Hyper Fang and it takes out 35%, per I apologize, 55% health for uh, Kraken, the Gyarados, and that was a critical hit. Uh, Kraken used Dragon Rage, the ever-so-potent move against most of my entire team, and Butcher finally goes down. 
that raid boss that he is. Kowal the Knitted Queen is brought out now to take on Kraken. Kraken sitting at 45% health, Kowal sitting at 52%. How is your freaking rat this strong? Jesus Christ, it's fucking rat! He's the butcher, uh, man. And I knew that was coming. Fuck. I, good game. Good Kowal game. Kowal used Thunderbolt and nukes uh, Kraken. And out comes Salza, Jolly's last Pokemon at sitting at 7% health. Kowal just uses Mega Punch and then Body Slam, taking out Salza. Messer Engine is the winner of this battle. Good game, sir. Okay. Good game. So that means that we all went one and one. So we have each gained 25 points and there is no change in the leaderboard for this evening. We are where we came in at. Um, that's going to bring mess up to 150 points, uh, myself up to 130 and Rohane up to 105. Yeah. So just so you know, Jolly, I watched the end of your stream this morning before I was getting ready to level my last Pokemon to 25 and I saw you get Dragon Rage uh, and knew that I had taught uh, my Nidoqueen Thunderbolt but I was really nervous because I know you have Water Gun uh, on Gyarados so I went to the last five minutes of your stream right before your Gyarados leveled up uh, and I pulled its stats and I simmed that fight <laughs> Because I knew cheeky that Dragon Rage was going to kill both Alex and I if it was allowed to run rampant. Oh man, that's uh, I. The deadly mistake for me was letting Amaretto get wrecked. If I had been able to status more of your Pokemon, that would have been a much. I think you still probably would have had me, but that would have been a much closer fight. And man, Spicy Cat. I have to waste so much resource killing Spicy Cat. It is insane. This is true. Spicy Cat is truly a monster on my team. And uh, Poofy isn't that bad himself. No, you've got some good fucking rats. Like, I'm kind of angry at how good all your rats are. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that was our PvP showdown for the week. Again, uh, it's still neck and neck, folks. We're still within... A couple of unfortunate losses or a really good PvP showdown of the leaderboard changing drastically. So this is anyone's game. This week and the next couple of weeks are really going to be critical to how this challenge is going to go down. Uh, this week we're going to be heading back up north to Cerulean City and heading east through Route 9 to Rock Tunnel. Uh, we'll brave the dark depths of the tunnel to reach Route 10 and Lavender Town. Uh, the famous Pokemon Tower is there, but we won't be able to go far within it without the prototype self-scope to see its spooky Pokemon. Pokemon inhabitants. We'll head west from Lavender Town to Route 8, find another underground path to Route 7, and finally reach Celadon City, where Erica awaits our challenge. Uh, the game corner is also in Celadon, and something fishy seems to be going on there, but this might have to wait for next week, as our level limit for this week is once again kind of tight for the amount of things that we have to go through. Um, now, our challengers do need to beware the extreme darkness that awaits inside Rock Tunnel. Each challenger must choose whether to brave the tunnel in the dark or waste one of their precious move slots on the garbage move that is Flash. Um, we will gain access to both the Gift Eevee in Celadon City as well as the Rocket Game Corner with all of its 
awesome prizes. Now, guys, I, I know that we agreed to allow gift Pokemon, but given the sheer volume that are available in Celadon, I think it'd be fair to restrict each of us to either getting the gift Eevee or pursuing one prize Pokemon from the game corner um, so that we're not just like adding six Pokemon to our team just in Celadon City. Is that a fair compromise, do you think? Yeah. I would say that's pretty fair. Okay, so one gift in Celadon is allowed. You can either get your Eevee or you can pursue a prize from the game corner, but not both and not all the prizes from the game corner. Um, our challengers do need to beware uh, Erica, the gym leader of Celadon City. Despite the relative frailty of grass-type Pokemon, uh, she's probably the most challenging gym leader we faced to current date, and one of the harder ones in these games. Uh, our level limit for this stretch is going to be 29, and I know we had discussed on a previous episode of the podcast uh, not choosing our evolutions freely, but instead drafting them and drafting them based on the current point standing at this point in the challenge. Uh, so as we just established, that point standing places Mess in first place. So Mess, buddy, how do you want to evolve your Eevee or restrict us from evolving our Eevees? Oh, I'm thoroughly drafting Jolteon. He's the superior choice in Gen 1. I knew you were uh, going to do that. Oh, I'm, t I'm not giving either of you a decent electric Pokemon. I have a War Turtle. Screw you guys. Especially since I, since it's really difficult to get electric types in across really all of them, but particularly yellow. Well, not to mention, we just talked about how deadly Spicy Cat is, and guess what? That bitch is double vulnerable to electric attacks, and Jolteon is a fast motherfucker. Well, I mean, this is true, but you did also just burn your Thunderbolt TM, and I don't know what level Jolteon learns it by level up, but it's going to be a minute. So I'm not as scared of that as I could be. I'm, I'm re reasonably okay with that. Um, okay, so that puts me at drafting second, and I actually, spoilers, but I don't intend to use my Eevee, so I'm worried much less about what's going to be good for me and much more about dicking over Rohain. Um, so in that vein... I'm going to draft Flareon because I know that he's not going to be in the market for a new water type with Spicy Cat around. Well, okay then. That's that. Mm, damn, I'm in last place and people are just gunning me down. <laughs> Very well. I will have to play with the uh, Rocket Corner and see what I get. I... I'm not going to tell you guys what I'm getting, but I'm going to be doing a substantial amount of gambling this week. And for the record, I do think it's fair to state that as there is absolutely no combat involved, um, it's fine to gamble off stream. So if you want to play some game corner, um, just kind of as you go through the week, you don't have to stream for that. Um, personally, I'm going to, at least when it's convenient, but I may also, I, I need a lot of fucking coins. <laughs> so I may also do some of my own time in addition to what I'm going to do on stream. I haven't decided if I'm going to use my Jolteon yet. I, ha I have to think about it, but Koala is serving well for now. So that's a consideration I'm going to have to make this week. Oh, absolutely. And again, even if you guys choose not to pursue a Pokemon from the Rocket Game Corner, don't forget that there's TMs there as well, and those TMs are valuable. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I'll have to check out the TM list. 
Okay, so that has been our show for this week, folks. Um, so once again, you can catch all of our gameplay for this challenge live on Twitch on our various channels. Um, now, Mess, by our normal schedule, you're up first on Monday. Is that going to hold true for this week? Yes, sir. Okay, so once again, Messer Engine will be streaming on Monday evening. His usual start time is 8 p.m. Eastern. If there needs to be any adjustment to that, we will let you all know through social media. So be sure to follow us and the show for those updates. Uh, you can, as always, find his stream at twitch.tv slash Messer Engine. Uh, Rohane, again, on our normal schedule, you're up second on Tuesday. Is that going to hold true for this week as well? Yes. Very good. Then once again, Rohane will be streaming on Tuesday evening. Again, his usual start time is 7.30 p.m. Eastern. If that needs to be adjusted, we will notify you via social media. And you can follow him at twitch.tv backslash Rohane. Um, once again, I am Jolly by Nature. And normally I stream Thursdays. But as I've stated, I'm going to put a lot of hours into this week's gameplay and specifically into the Rocket Game Corner. So I'm going to stream my primary gameplay on Wednesday to allow for time to do that with you guys on Twitch. So I will be streaming on Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash jollybynature and probably every day thereafter trying to get those sweet, sweet coins. Um, now, as always, folks, we do want your correspondence. We want your emails. We want your tweets. Um, whether you're playing along with our challenge at home, maybe you just had a particularly awesome victory or crushing defeat. Uh, maybe you're doing your own wedlock or other really cool challenge run that's way more difficult than what we're doing and you just want to talk about it um, or maybe you want to give us your thoughts and feelings on the show on what we're doing how we're doing it um, maybe you want to give your thoughts on punishments we're actually going to have to announce our punishment for the gen 1 series on next week's show we said no later than erica and we're going to hold true to that we've got a pretty firm idea in place but if you have an awesome idea that you want to throw at us um, we're definitely down to hear it either for this series or for a future one um, so please send us your emails to black blastburnradio at gmail.com or tweet the show on Twitter at blastburnradio. Um, now, once again, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Uh, Rohane, where can our listeners find you online if they want to follow you or your other projects? Twitter is at therealrohane. Uh, YouTube.com uh, slash POSM Gaming. And uh, email is uh, POSM gaming or POSM studios at gmail.com and of course on twitch okay awesome and mess buddy i know that you're busy doing a whole lot of stuff both for bbr and for mythic portal games uh, if our listeners want to contact you or if they want to check out your projects where can they find you uh you can totally follow me on twitter at measure engine uh, I'm on Twitch, obviously, every week at twitch.tv slash MezzerEngine. And you can follow Mythic Portal at Mythic Portal Games on Twitter and at Mythic Portal Games on Facebook. Awesome. Um, and once again, guys, I am Jolly by Nature. I have been your host this evening. Uh, once again, you can find me streaming on twitch.tv slash Jolly by Nature. I haven't been as active in the past week as I was previously. I just had a lot of stuff going on, but we definitely want to be putting out some sort of blast burn content as frequently as we're able. 
So even on days when one of us is not streaming our Nuzlocke World Tour, um, I might be streaming our ongoing Pokemon Crystal series or something else. So be sure to check out the channel and follow it if you want to catch me live. Uh, if you want to reach out and see what I'm up to, you can always follow me on Twitter at BBRJolly or follow the show Blastburn Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, thank you everyone for joining and listening to us today. I, as always, want to give a very special thank you to my co-hosts Messer Engine and Rohane. For Blastburn Radio, I am Jolly by Nature. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Have a great night, folks. Goodbye. Blastburn Radio is a production of Challenge Accepted Media. This episode was produced by Jolly by Nature, Rohane, and Messer Engine. Pokemon and all related games and characters are the property and trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, and the Pokemon Company. Opening music in today's episode includes Game On by Fishy. Check out this and other video game remixes at ocremix.org. Closing music in today's episode is Pokemon Gold and Silver Ending Theme Arrangement by Zephyr Badge. Check out this and other tracks at soundcloud.com slash Zephyr Badge. Blastburn Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.